G. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned for Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows out of This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is Tuesday, August the 12th, 2014. As I am sure you have heard, we have lost a cultural icon, the ever-exuberant, even ecstatic Robin Williams, quintessential comedian, actor, Man on the Edge. Robin Williams died yesterday, apparently. Uh, it was suicide. Uh, he was 63, born in 1951. He was certainly unique. One of a kind, unless uh, some of us, <laughs> some of us would like to place him alongside Jonathan Winters. The great Jonathan Winters. Oh, gosh. That was, uh, what is it, the kind of screwball I never quite understood, but that's what made him so intriguing. Jonathan Winters uh, is said to be Robin Williams' um, mentor. Uh, Robin Williams said he learned everything from Jonathan Winters. Uh, now, you remember, uh, you remember Mork and Mindy, uh, Talk about talk about performance art. Uh, I remember, I remember the alien Mork right hatching an egg. You remember the egg? <laughs> I think uh, it contained Jonathan Winters, this great big roly poly guy. And I think that uh, they should dig out that show, the one with Jonathan Winters in the egg and Mork. And Mindy being parents and use that for the perfect memorial. Anyway, uh, I guess, I guess we need to mention that a lot of left wing liberals know all about Robin Williams' humanitarian work with comic relief. You remember the very conscientious effort he made to raise a lot of money. Together with fellow comedians, Whoopi Goldberg, Ellen DeGeneres, they were all there. Actually, it's a pretty good show. Uh, it was, or I don't know whether they're still going. I uh, can't remember the last time I saw it. Uh, but I do know that the figures, uh, top of the charts, the biggest fundraiser ever, 
what it did do actually was create a sense of community for uh, liberals, you know, the kind of liberals who, well, they want to feel good, but uh, they're not on the barricades. Uh, but even radicals can respect the work he was doing, like Michael Jackson. Jackson, he used his fame, his celebrity, to feed the people. What's left of the left argued about the uh, the the uh, charity, uh, the what do you call it? Um, the notion of doling out help instead of changing governments. Anyway, uh, they accused the uh, comedians of having motives like, uh, you know, a lot of PR for any participant. You know, this sort of thing. Allocation of funds always in question. So much of the money going to those who uh, were in charge rather than to the people. Anyway, I just try to remember that Bertolt Brecht wrote, uh, quote, first feed the face, then talk right and wrong. So hard to keep track of. <laughs> uh, uh, who is the good guys? We do know that nowadays the poverty industry is uh, pretty absurd. Uh, and I'm sure you've noticed in the last 24 hours that the mass media is turning tragedy into uh, well, sentimental tributes to this artist. Uh, I was listening uh, earlier today to William's interviews with uh, Terry Gross, and they're quite quite informative, um, quite to the heart of things. Anyway, the media coverage is the same old, same old, deja vu all over again. Uh... I think that all of us, well, anybody, anybody who is a uh, culture vulture who watches popular arts uh, and has watched Robin Williams over the years, uh, his career goes back decades, uh, they surely can recognize this man's distress. It was always apparent uh I mean, anybody who is aware of manic depressive behavior could easily see that he was not a man at peace. Uh, <laughs> uh, the tragedy, of course, is his heroic efforts to use his pain to fire his art. I suppose that's a cliche, but it's the truth. Uh, I was interested... Uh, in his struggle to hold on to life, to cope with the substance abuse. So, uh, well, I would say uh, symptomatic of his depression. Uh, it may have caused some of the depression. It's so hard to separate, um, you know, the one, one uh, facilitates the other. He held on to sobriety for long, long periods. And then, of course, when substance abuse kicked in again, uh, <laughs> the pain, the pain doubles. It's so hard to know uh, how to... I, I was thinking of Spalding Gray and his interpretations of 
what it means, you know, uh, to, what is the word, uh, quit, that's it, to give up. <laughs> I always thought of Robin Williams as someone who wouldn't give up if he could possibly avoid it. Uh, anyway, it's it's getting to be kind of a cliche these days, uh, talking about lonely childhoods and dysfunctional families and it's damn near everyone's story in the 20th century uh, but for an artist with so much talent it's necessary to look underneath that manic madness and beyond the hyperactive hilarious improv you know underneath all that pain is more pain and underneath uh, all the layers is a spiritual malaise in a way I think it kind of what is it it kind of represents the spiritual malaise of our society but I may be I may be stretching uh, I think I think that uh, we tend to label these things uh looking at the list i made lists last night of all the artists we have gobbled up <laughs> in the past century uh i think that the underlying angst and profound sorrow we saw in uh robin williams was uh, well it was his personal cross of course so to speak uh he had a burden which he transcended uh, bringing joy to the world. It was one hell of a lot of fun. I can't think of anybody who stuck with it longer and who was more just plain uh, wild and crazy guy. A lot of fun. Uh, it's a cliche, I guess. Cliche or not. Uh, it is a fact, a real truth. That in the 19th century, let's see, the way the poets put it, yes, in the 19th century, they wrote, Through the fountain of our tears, we make our little songs and dance on. That's a bit sticky, but I think that's pretty much the heart of the matter. Virginia Woolf's line is my own favorite. She wrote, I know I shall be dancing on these hot bricks until I die. That's a paraphrase. I'm not sure she put it just like that, but I remember the hot bricks, yes. Uh-huh. Now, that's got a kind of 20th century tone. It's a little tough. Uh, Edna St. Vincent Millay, in the very early years of the 20th century, uh, with her intense, terminally romantic mythos. She spun it this way. She wrote, Wine from these grapes I shall be treading morning, noon, and night stained with these grapes. I shall lie down to die. We all know we have been imprinted by the tragedies, the catastrophes of our lives they are us I'm sick to death of the talk of recovery nobody recovers what we do is continue if we are lucky some of us cannot uh, 
it is truly the task of the artist to show us, you know, uh, who we are, to mirror us. Uh, I think Robin Williams uh, mirrored our society. He, what is it, he speaks to the uh, zeitgeist. He is the zeitgeist. I think best of times, worst of times in every age, but in these days, the dark birds of history are circling the wise folks, the enlightened ones, and they finally get to a stage in their lives in which they can handle this uh, yes and no uh, ambiguity, you know, all of the things... uh, what is it? I think it's F. Scott Fitzgerald. He said that the test of a first-rate intelligence is the capacity to hold opposing ideas in the mind and continue to function. It is best of times, worst of times. Uh, things were better in the old days, but <laughs> that's not true either. You know, you know how uh, the the wise, the Buddhist folk tell us how to hope when it's hopeless. The final temptation, the last temptation, Christ and everybody else's, is the temptation to despair. Now, I'm not judging Robin Williams, God forbid. Uh, He made a choice. I've always thought that suicide takes a great deal of courage. I certainly don't have that kind of courage. I only regret that uh, he was unable to find a path, a way out. Uh, 63, uh, liberation from the dark is hard, I think. Mm. I think he's to be commended for working as hard as he did and giving uh, the world so much joy. Uh, I think that the Buddhist, the Buddhist spin uh, is that, what is it? Uh, We say what we desire. Uh, No, not desire. No, we say what we seek. Yes, write it down. Figure out what you seek. And (laughs) then I find, you know, when I study it out and review my notes, uh, what is needed is an understanding, uh, a capacity to have joyful participation in the sorrows of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was watching the... CNN at 3.20 this morning watching uh, Iraqi civilians being hauled into large helicopters and uh, the children had lost parent and there were terrified elders and it looked like the fall of Saigon. Anyway, yes, joyful participation in the sorrows of the world. I just go with it. Of course, uh, That includes our own sorrows. Mm -hmm. Not to cling to suffering, that's it. 
not to cling to our own suffering, but to know that uh, the devil is an imposter. <laughs> Just an old scoundrel, yes, in the rag and bone shop of the heart. Only, only a masked man, an old masked man, a trickster, a fraud. The devil thinks he can deceive us, can make us believe that we are evil <laughs> and unworthy, that we are uh, uh, victims, right, that we are being punished. Oh, Christianity, oh, oh, Christianity, what it has done to us. Anyway, uh, I do think that many of us are victims of a social malaise. Uh, 21st century uh, victims of history. I remember once thinking that uh, I was a victim of history. I suppose there's some truth in it. Uh, we are all of us products of our time. But, uh, yes, <laughs> I... I imagined that I was done in by the times in which I grew up. Yes, history happens. The year that Robin Williams was born, 1951. I graduated from high school down in Southern California. I wanted to go to the Pasadena Playhouse and uh, get myself to Hollywood for many years. Uh, like so many women, I was addicted to romance. Uh, you know, romance, romanticism can kill. <laughs> uh, now, those were years when the uh, dominant submission paradigm was in full force. That was the arrangement between men and women in the middle of the 20th century. Now, very few women escaped this mystique, the uh, shtick. Yes, they either uh, died of love or, uh, or cracked up. Finally, a day came when I knew what hit me. Uh, it just, I don't know what it was. Someone says it's hormones, you know. <laughs> Probably about 40. Things change and... Uh, Gloria Steinem calls this moment of recognition the click moment. Click and you get it. A little bell rings and reality dawns, enters the picture. The conscious mind wakes up. You know, that wonderful Buddhist trick where you just uh, wake up, slap them. And the conscious mind and the healthy heart get you out of that mess and you go on to be a person. I had a mantra then, I think it was sometime, the late 70s perhaps. You're either a feminist or a masochist. Take your pick. That's an either or, that's never a both and. Personal pain can teach political gain. The grief surrounding the suicide of a creative artist, any creative artist, uh, 
is the knowledge that, oh yes, it might have been different. Maybe if things had been different, there might have been a way to banish those demons, uh, the thoughts, feelings, traumas that torture. I wonder what it takes to hold on to existence. Can there be anything more precious than just a few more moments of life? Great goddess, Robin William lived in Tiburon, <laughs> Marin County, the nearest thing to an earthly paradise. Ah, oh, imagine that. I only hope his wife and children can endure what's coming. Uh, <laughs> they're certain to have an ordeal with the media and the memorials and all that nonsense. Anyway, I did make a list. I think I might use it one of these days soon about a list of the people uh, for whom, <laughs> for whom the, what is it, the debt, the debt they have to pay for their fame kills them. Uh, life is a tragedy for those who feel and a comedy for those who think. So I tried to make my list with two columns, yes. The uh, performers, writers, thinkers, poets, uh, the ones who had a, a different, uh, different centers. Uh, I was looking for a pattern, but I was looking for the head and the heart. I thought perhaps the head people were less, uh, less emotional, less likely to uh, <laughs> die on the job. Genius, however, is neither here nor there. It has nothing to do with heads and hearts. It seems to me that both are involved. We finally understood that the left brain and the right brain are connected. Uh, I just thought it would be nice if the reason, uh, our reason, could direct our emotions at some point. Uh, I always like to see things leaning in one direction or another. Uh, I do like to see the head folks, you know, uh, let's see, comedians like Mort Saul standing on the stage with his newspapers, you know. Oh, Woody Allen, uh, Mike Nichols, Elaine May. Uh, now, maybe they're less self-destructive. The... Uh, Tortured One, Spalding, Gray, Richard Pryor. The heartbreak is overwhelming. I think of the, I don't know what to call it, the the fools. Yes, I will call them the fools. Uh, the John Barrymores and Errol Flynn's, even Spencer Tracy that just can't handle the booze. Uh, I think that probably Marilyn Monroe is the ultimate, the ultimate virgin sacrifice in our culture, the victim of her own broken heart. James Dean was just reckless. Anyway, I'm one of those uh, old-fashioned people who still cling to the writers, the thinkers who pick up the pen and who do use reason 
to shape, to begin to shape the themes of the heart. The master in the 19th century was, of course, the great, uh, the great Mark Twain. I was looking last night for uh, his essay. It's not an essay. I guess it's kind of a, a dialogue. It's called The Diary of Adam and Eve. I think it is the most delightful spin on men and women. Nothing to match it. Uh, isn't it amazing how much wiser they were in the past? Anyway, uh, I mourn the clever, witty writers of the past because uh, they they were well, they were in print, you know. The newspapers don't bother with all that uh, charming. Uh, what do we call that? Humor. Humor writers. Oh, that's what they are. <laughs> All gone. All that's left is the New Yorker with, oh, you know, an occasional scrap. Steve Martin, Woody Allen. Uh, and they have a few regulars, but nothing, nothing to compare to Dorothy Parker or James Thurber. Uh, anyway. I have to accept it. Uh, it's a brave new world. And the new comedians are performance artists. Yes, their image, the look of the thing, is just as important as the words. Yes, thought and feeling. I brought something that I think I have time to read. I'm looking at my clock here because it's by James Thurber. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have time. It's called The Moth and the Star, and I recommend it. It was the little uh, essay that I used to use to try to persuade kids in the eighth grade that uh, they could write parables, fables, and stories. And The Moth and the Star, of course, is Thurber's hilarious story about uh, the moth who falls in love with a star that he cannot reach, you know. His brothers and sisters are all burned up because they uh, fly around ordinary things like house lamps and uh, even the uh, lamps in the street. And they just get burned up. Now, the moth in the story, though, just keeps trying to reach the star which is four and one-third light years or 25 trillion miles away. The moth thought it was just caught in the top branches of an elm tree. He never did reach the star, but he went right on trying. Night after night, and when he was a very, very old moth, he began to think that he really had reached the star. And he went around saying so. This gave him a deep and lasting pleasure. He lived to a great old age. His parents and brothers and sisters had all been burnt to death when they were quite young. The moral of this fable is, who flies afar from the sphere of our sorrow, is here today and here tomorrow. Yes. The Thurbers and the Dorothy Parkers, we may get some of them back. 
Somebody tells me that there are a few of them online. <laughs> I'll check it out. This has been Jennifer Stone. Till next Tuesday at this same time, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys, there's your picture. Drop the shadows out of Every Sunday from 5 to 6 p.m. on KPFA. Latin American and Latino Alternative Music and Public Affairs. Si lo has estado buscando y no lo podías encontrar, este es el lugar. With correspondence from New York, Mexico City and the Bay Area. Cada domingo de 5 a 6 de la tarde en KPFA 94.1 FM. You're listening to KPFA, KPFB, and KFCF of Fresno. Work Week Radio begins now.